Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Here I am. What's up, you guys? So good to be back here on the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Um, I missed you all. Thank you so much for understanding um, last week and the week before when we kind of took a little time off just because of everything that was going on in my life, which I really appreciate. Uh, not only iHeart, which is our um, mother company, and um, <laughs> but just Andrew and Noah, who you know obviously enjoy doing this every day and love the uh, everyone that is uh, associated with the podcast. I appreciate. Just like fitting into my schedule and considering me um, during this time of uh, a lot of work, but we're back and um, it's it was weird to be away from you guys for so long. Noah, how did you feel about it? Because we haven't recorded since it's been a week since Monday. Yeah, a week. And, And Andrew just remarked that that is how most podcasts do it. Like he's like, they just do once a week. And that's how well, that's how this 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 podcast was originally presented as that and could have been that. But I said, no, pay me the same. Let's do four times the amount <laughs> because I like, I like a daily show. And um, man, there's a lot that goes into the psychology behind 
wanting to do more work, even though people don't want it from me. Um, because, yeah, but I, I'll get to that in a second. Let me put a little uh, bookmark in that. Noah, how did you feel not doing the show every day? It was very relaxing because uh, last week I went to LA to spend time with family. I didn't know that. A lot, yeah, there was just a lot going on. So I appreciated not having oh, to God, manage yeah. a job also oh, <laughs> along yes. with family stuff. How was that? Um, was it, it was, your family or, or Avi's family? It was uh, Avi's family. Right. Okay. So, And when you put a bunch of family together, you know what happens. Yes. Everyone loves each other and gets along and they nope. remember how... <laughs> Secure the bond of having the same bloodline is, right? Yeah, because that's, this is the thing. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Just because we have the same DNA and we came from the same fucking grandfathers or like some connection doesn't mean we have to be friends or like each other or even see each other. There's a lot more people in this world I have a lot more in common with than just a couple like DNA strands, you know, like family this whole thing of like family first I understand the people you grow up with the people that you have this bond with from an early age or whatever but um the idea that I have to see family because they're in the town that I'm in or because they want to or because they're family doesn't fly with me I just I just don't get it it wasn't so much that it's just like I know that you spend time with your family and I'm looking forward to hearing about it but something happens to us where we turn into teenagers, or at least for me. Oh, my God, yes. And I observe it in others when we're around parental Oof. figures. Oh, boy. What do you do? Why? What do you slip back into? What's a thing that you go, whoa, here's teenage Noah? I'm just more inclined to throw a temper tantrum. But this, you know, like I had a really good therapy session before mm. this week. So I had a lot of good tools to use. But I don't know what it is. It's just like this like involuntary response yeah. yeah to parents i think uh i wish we could have done a podcast about this before the holidays but guess what it's before the holidays now maybe you're going back for for christmas there is um there's an amazing meditation on the waking up app that i listen to all the time when i'm about to go into a situation where i know that i'm going to be triggered into acting like my teenage self I'm going to look it up on the break and play it for you just a little bit later because I don't want to waste our time right now. But there's just a snippet of it that says, pretty much paraphrasing it is like, you, it, it's about those reactions we have that it, it's, you know, those knee jerk reactions where you say something or you do something and you don't need to do it. And it's just, you know, it's going to happen. And like, go, I'm, let me try to consolidate my thoughts. When I'm going into like a family situation where I know, my mom's going to say the wrong thing. I know she's going to, like, you know, I'm just, this is not about my mom. Mom, if you're listening, this is just an example. You literally don't do this to me anymore. But, like, I know she's going to make a comment about my weight or a comment about my food choice because I'm, I'm on a diet now. Something that you're going into the holidays with and you're like, they're gonna, I'm going to get a comment on it. I'm a, a size bigger, a couple sizes bigger. I'm t a size too small, whatever. Like, really doing work around the fact that that, has nothing to do with you and it's hard it's so hard to realize that but I find that when I when someone is angry at me about something or has an opinion about me I have to I have to stop and remember 
how miserable their life must be like truly and especially people that have a lot of hate in their hearts and you know the woman there was a woman um that Anya went up to on her way to Denver I was saving my special this weekend and all my friends came out aside from you Carlisle and uh Sarah Lena were missing and my friend Hala Mm -hmm. as well were the ones and my sister and my parents okay so it's a lot of people missing but like I had everyone else in my life that I love besides those those six people um but Anya was at her gate in New York waiting for a flight. And she went to like another section. Uh, her gate was kind of full. So she went to this other less crowded section. A few people there. And there was this woman on her phone that was just screaming into her phone on a speakerphone. Talking to someone bundled up in her coat. Talking out loud to someone. Anya kind of makes eyes with the people around her. Kind of seeing like we all are annoyed by this woman. Like this is a full-blown loud conversation in a quiet area. So Anya who had uh, gotten, who had recently listened to a Whitney Cummings on her podcast talking about, I'll be the one that goes up and tells people, hey, um, can you put some headphones on? Everyone can hear you. Like Whitney said this on her podcast. She's the one that does it. So Anya's like, I'm going to be fucking Whitney right now. I'm going to take a page out of that book. Um, and she went up to the woman and she was like, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, so uh, is there any way you could put in headphones? And the girl goes, what? She goes, oh, is there any way that you could um, put in headphones? We can all hear you. And she goes, I don't care. And she goes, you don't care? And she goes, no. And she goes, oh, okay, well, that's that's kind of rude. And she goes, oh, it is? And she, Anya goes, yeah. And she goes, well, you're rude. And she goes, actually, I don't think I am. And then she walked away, but Anya said she was, like, shaking because this confrontation that, like, turned into this whole thing, it didn't go, you know, what way do you want that to go? I don't know. Someone that's already on their phone screaming into it, you're not going to get the reaction you want out of that person. Like, this is the thing that I remember so often. I had a, a, let me just say how this ends. So then, and I'll go back. So then Anya walks back to her section. Everyone's kind of looking at her, like, kind of like, sorry for her. And like, she's like shaking because this didn't go the way it is. She got screamed at. And then she, you know, a half hour later, she goes to the bathroom. She's walking back. This woman is a gate agent. She was just wearing her coat. She works there. And so Anya is like, this woman works at the airport and was doing this and like got, so then Anya wrote Whitney a DM being like, hey, you inspired me to say something and this is what happened. And she was, (laughs) she said she was so disheartened because Whitney wrote back like, you got to understand that that woman deals with really annoying people all day and is probably just angry and like, and Anya's like, no, I want to, don't, 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 uh, you know, make it about like her having a rough time. But the truth is Whitney, Anya and I both go, God, come on, Whitney. Stop being the, stop being right because we both know that that's right. Like that woman's life is so bad. And that's this is another thing that I just stumbled upon. When you Anya I because in every situ- altercation I have, you know, something like that where I want to let it go, I try to figure out what my part to play was and what I can apologize for or what I can forgive myself for so I can move on from it. I had a, a a moment on stage with someone. I might have talked about it on the podcast, but one of my friends brought. Uh, I was bringing one of my friends on stage, and they were so offended by my act that they, because uh, I was talking about anal and like it was kind of about poop and stuff, and they were so like grossed out that they didn't hug me and they made a big scene of like I don't want to even touch the mic that she's on, and all this stuff. And 
I was really hurt by that. And then they went on to spend the first five minutes of their set saying how disgusting I was and how like, man, I thought she was like doing well. Like that was really, I'm so sorry guys. They kept apologizing to the audience for how they had to watch that. And, and the thing is I killed, like I, I know when I don't do well, I would admit it right here. I, it was one of my strongest sets in a while. And I think that was really the issue there was the person didn't want to have to follow what I just did. And also Maybe they're right. Maybe it was a little too blue. Maybe for them, it was just kind of gross to follow that. And how are they supposed to talk about like their relationship with their nephew after I talk about that? Maybe that's it. Who knows? But I was watching this off stage and I was getting my blood was boiling because this is someone I brought up on stage as one of my favorite comics, one of my friends. They wouldn't. First of all, they wouldn't hug me. They made me feel disgusting, which you guys know I feel stained. It's been a while. And they were like reiterating that, that I was disgusting, like just really blown away by how gross I was. And, um, and I was, my blood was boiling. Carlisle was off stage uh, with me and I was going to leave because I don't like to hear people talk about me. That's why I don't read comments. I don't want to hear bad things. I know they're being said. I don't want to read them. And Carlisle's trying to airdrop me my set or some pictures and she's just, and I'm like Carla I want to leave because he won't stop talking about me like I want to get out of here and she's like just wait a second she was like it's sanding it's like has to go through the air like hold on hold on like it's airdrop it's in a second just give it a second like it's okay just don't listen to him don't listen to him and I'm like I gotta go I gotta go and I'm like walking out and then I hear him after I'm witnessing this for five minutes he does one joke then he goes back into how disgusting I am I'm the sure it feels like an hour it was crazy Noah like, I'm not exaggerating. It was four minutes of him saying how disgusting I was at the top. He did 30-second joke, and then he went back into saying how disgusting I was. And just going, like, I can't even do anything. I can't even talk right now. That was so gross. Like, how are we supposed to continue? And so that's when I, when he goes, when he says, I'm really sorry, you guys. You didn't deserve that. Like, when he apologized on behalf of how gross I was, I walked back in the room. I stomped back in the room, and I go, I'm so sorry, like, you know, let's say his name is John. John, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so disgusting. You couldn't even hug me. Oh my, and he goes, I didn't say you're, you're not disgusting. And I go, well, why didn't you hug me? And he's just like, you've had enough time. Stop trying to make this about you. And I'm like, I never, ever, even if my friend is on stage and like, I want to help them in some way. Like one time David Spade was on stage and I really, I could see he was looking for the next bit to do. And I really wanted him to do, do this bit we worked on like in the car or that I had reminded him of in the car. And I even then I didn't want to like heckle to draw. I don't ever want people to think I'm trying to get people to look at me when I'm off stage. That is just not my MO. Maybe it's because I do want that so desperately that I want to mitigate against anyone thinking I want it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm aware of how annoying that is. So never in a million years do I like to ever like heckle either positively with a friend or negatively. But this time I, I let it go for six minutes in total. And I said... And I ran in there and I got, you know, my anger got the best of me and we got into an altercation and guess what? It didn't go well. It didn't go well. And you know what? Why would it have gone well? Why would it have gone well? This guy is on stage saying how disgusting I am. He knows I'm in the room. He can't get back into his material. Why would that woman who is screaming on her phone have been suddenly like, oh, I'm so sorry. She knows what she's doing. My old yeah. therapist who was abusive used to say to me, if they were sorry for it, they wouldn't do it. If they were sorry for it, they wouldn't do it. So, you know, if they, if they knew what they were doing was bad, they wouldn't do it, but they don't have it in them. So when you go into a situation 
and you confront someone. Now, this was the thing that was wild to me to learn because I had to, I, after that altercation, I was shaking the way Anya was. I just, it didn't go well. It didn't look good for either of us, mostly him, but not me. And I knew he was going to be pissed and I knew there was going to be more fallout from this than just in that room. And I left, I was shaking and I go, I have to, to make peace with this or I'm going to, I had a flight to go catch. I was taking right out of, I was going home to pack and then I was taking a red eye to fucking Minneapolis. Like it was going to be me trying to get sleep on the plane, thinking about this and being like vibrating with anger. Right. So I was like, I have to let go of it. I have to let go. The only way to let go is to forgive and to apologize. And I was talking to my friend and I, and I, and I go, I have to apologize for my part. I got to figure out what my part was because it was, there was something I, I did something. And he's like, no, you didn't. You didn't do anything. Don't apologize for anything. And I go, I hear you, but I must. I know how good it feels when I do. And I know it's the only way to get over these things. So I assessed. And what I realized was my fault in this situation was that I heckled him. I, I should have just left. I, yes, it's standing up for myself. It wasn't the way to do it, especially in a heightened situation when that person's on stage. They're only going to get more defensive. This person's on stage making fun of me, knowing I'm in the room, just being uh, totally irrational and mean. Why is that person, when confronted with me and my sarcastic tone of, I'm so sorry, why are they suddenly going to realize the errors of the, their way and apologize? They weren't going to. Nikki, you knew that. You knew that it wasn't going to go well. That is your part to play. You should have just left. So I wrote this person and I said, I'm so sorry for what just happened. My anger got the best of me. And I was really feeling sad that someone I th thought was my friend was saying mean things about me. And I lashed out and I really wish I would have left. That was a bad mistake. And it was your show and I shouldn't have, shouldn't have interrupted. And I really regret it. And I'm so sorry. And you know what? He did not apologize to me. He said, you know, a lot, there were a lot of moving parts. It is what it is. Have a good flight. And then I sent a heart. Thank you, John. That's not his name. He sent a heart back. And we were done. And you know what? I told my friends this story and my friends were so upset for me. And it kept, it almost kept coming back in my life because they kept being like, God, fuck that guy. Blah, blah. And I would be like, oh my God, I shouldn't have even told you guys because I really was able to get over it immediately as soon as I apologized for my part. And I didn't need it. The fact that he didn't apologize, why would he have? This person is not capable of this right now. I don't need it from him. All I needed was to think about my part. So when you're headed into the holidays or you're headed into a situation where you know you're not going to get the response you want, don't go looking for it. Don't go trying to get it out of them, especially in the heat of the moment. Um, try, to, try so hard to mourn the loss of the friend, the mother, the sister, the aunt that you wish you had. You wish that person was different and behaved in a different way. They're not, they're not that person. They're never going to be. You might not have got the dad you wanted. You, you deserved a dad that cared about your life, that was loving towards you, that didn't mock you, that didn't put you down. You didn't get that. You got other things in life that other people that got dads like the, that you wanted got, but you didn't get that dad, and you need to like, you need to cry about the dad you didn't get. I have done that before with like certain people in my life that I'm like, I wanted, I want this kind of boyfriend or best friend like I look at my friends they have this kind of girlfriend I want my boyfriend to have that kind of thing for me that my friend's girlfriend does for them 
you didn't get that. You don't get everything you want in life. You get other things that the person didn't have. But honestly, feel sorry for yourself about it. Feel sorry for yourself that you don't have the mom that you want and cry and cry and cry for the child that you were that didn't get the feelings met. For You know, when I finally stopped expecting my parents to be something they weren't, and I have great parents, by the way. I'm very grateful for my parents and everything they give to me and, and the love they have for me and the fact that they're healthy and supportive and all these things. Like, I lucked out. Um, they do have deficiencies that I would have needed to be a more fuller, you know, self-assured person. And... So, and they still do. And I still want that from them sometimes. But my abusive therapist really helped me go, just mourn the loss of the parent you wanted. Kill them in your head. Like, make a, make a funeral for them and cry. Cry that you didn't have the mom that did this thing that you so desperately are fixated on. Like, why didn't she do this thing? Because you didn't win that mom lottery in terms of that. And that somehow really helped me was just stopping waiting for a person to become the thing that you, and go get that thing elsewhere. That's why we get to have friends. That's why we get to have coworkers. That's why we get, to, that's, go get it elsewhere because you can get that need that your husband's not meeting, that your girlfriend's not meeting for you, that your brother, your sister, you're an only child. You can go get that elsewhere. And maybe you're someone that doesn't have that many friends or access to friends. I'll be that friend for you. I love you. Um, I can't really offer more than that, but like, you you can have everything you want, maybe just not in the same packages that you wanted in. And this is just helpful for me to hear too because today I was really stressing about, or I guess this weekend I was stressing about the fact that Andrew and um, uh, his girlfriend, Brenna, Mr. So Much Brenna, I love you so much, baby, mm. um, were talking about moving in. They're moving in together. And he was talking about his weekend with her in Chicago last weekend and it was I was getting jealous because – she like likes doing his laundry. She likes taking care of him and folding his laundry and like doing all these things for him, which is like such a loving thing. She like, I remember one time overhearing her say like, I like doing those things for you because it make not because I like doing laundry, but because it makes you feel good. And I like making you feel good. And it was just such a beautiful way to say it. And I was like, God, I have to, I'm, I'm about to hire a housekeeper because I can't keep up with my laundry. I just can't. And the fact that I have to pay someone and Andrew just gets to have a girlfriend that likes doing that. I'm like, I want a girlfriend that likes doing that. Why don't I? I would, I was bitching about it this weekend. I was like, I wouldn't, my, any guy, there's no guy out there that would ever enjoy doing a woman's laundry and folding their underwear. Like how lucky are men that women just are more nurturing and they get to have us fucking take care of them. And it's like, they get that. And we have to fucking, you know, what do we get? And if a man was to like fold our laundry, he would be effeminate. And that would be, mean your husband's a little bitch. Why is it? And I was bitching about it so much. And then this weekend I did my special and I had the guy that I'm dating there with me. And I swear to you, if he would not have been there, I, it would have been like my special had dirty laundry. Like I would have been my, all of my special would have shit stains on it just because, and not that it would have, I would still would have looked great, but there would have been shit stains on it. You know, like it would have been laundry that I had done not well. Um, and I realized, wow, this thing that I thought I was like lacking like, let's, yes, the guy I'm dating will never do my laundry, ever. That's just not something he is going to do. But there are a lot of people out there that aren't going to support and nurture and um, 
literally help shape my special, give me the confidence to do it. Like I was thinking about past guys I've dated and what they would be like backstage with me during the special and how different they would look than the guy I'm dating now. And it made me fucking sad and furious that like I could even let someone like that into my life. Because for me, what, what this person did for me this weekend was so much more valuable than my laundry and anything else that I could look at someone's relationship and go, I want that. And I, I got that because I don't need someone to do my laundry. I can hire someone. So this whole resentment I had all weekend about being a woman and not being able to have a man ever fold my laundry because that would just be an emasculating thing to do. And women are always taking care of men and how fucked that is. And I should probably fucking get a wife and blah, blah. No, no, no. Wives aren't helping you know, with my set list and going to the prompter and making sure it's right and making sure I have all the right food. But like, I was so taken care of this weekend in such a loving way. And it made me just very appreciative for the relationship I have that might be have deficits compared to others. But I was and and you know what, maybe your relationship has deficits compared to others and there's no strengths, then you need to leave that person. But I was able to get to a place where I found like, okay, I've got something. I wasn't even looking at the full picture. I hope this helped you all. This really helped me. Uh, Let's get Andrew in here. Andrew! Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? What's up? I was just talking about um, how I was, you know, you were telling me last week that when you visited Brenna in Chicago, like how it was so nice. She's like, does your laundry and takes care of you and like really enjoys doing those things. And like, it's such a loving thing. And I was feeling so jealous that I don't, I'm never going to find a man that wants to do my laundry. And if he does, it's like not the kind of man I'd be attracted to. Or like, it's just not a manly thing. It's not a masculine thing. And I was feeling so much rage about it. Like, not about you, but like just about, God, men get women taking care of them. I have to hire a housekeeper. I'm going to spend thousands of dollars to do what like women just naturally do for men in a relationship. Then I realized what my the guy I'm seeing did for me this weekend for my special was, yeah, old Bob. What he did for me for my special was like, my version of laundry Mm -hmm. and that you know a lot of people a lot of relationships that i look at and i'm envious of they would never have that like not a lot of people need what i needed this weekend it was a a very specific thing that this person brought to my life that was so i mean i was just so grateful this weekend not only for him but for you for emil for uh kirsten for uh, Jen, my assistant slash co-tour manager, Anya, um, for my parents, for my sister, for um, Robin, Robin, for uh, Kat. Corey. For Corey, Kirsten's husband, who <laughs> lets her go and do a life and have a life and, and is is with Kirsten all day at my special, but like isn't trying to make it about him, uh, is just chilling. Um, your man, manager, this weekend was my manager, agent, Alex, my the director uh, was um, my agent, Nick, my um, director, Lynn Mendoza, uh, the uh, assistant director. I forget his name, but God damn it. He was so nice. I'm going to God, uh, uh, my producer, John Irwin. I feel like I'm accepting an award, which yeah. I probably will be for this special because it was so 
you know, oh, all of the besties that came out to the show or sent me a note. Seth Herzog. Seth Herzog, who opened the show. But all of the besties that came in Denver, man, y'all made me feel so freaking good. And I felt... You know how I know, feel about you and how I feel like you're my friends. And like, it was like I had friends in the building, especially for that second show. No offense if you came to the first show and were like, hey, I gave it my all. I know you did. There was a bestie in the second show that at the very top of the show, she goes, love you, bestie. And I was just like, I was like, ah. And, and she wrote me later going, sorry, I fucked up your taping. I just had to yell it. And I was like, no, I love that. I hope we can keep it in. Yeah. Because it was a, a moment where I just was like, oh, I've got friends here. Like, not just my friends that are seated, but like, and then a, a girl gave me a note after the show. Oh my, and, and a, a Sally Hansen spray tan, Brianna, I think her oh, name is. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah. Oh my God, this letter. I started crying on the goddamn plane when I was reading it on the way back. I just, I love you all so much. I missed you last week. Um, and yeah, seriously, Andrew, thank you so much for being there. You didn't even perform, but like you were in my, you know, opening shot with me, but. Um, I went in the crowd. I was watching from the crowd and. Like some besties definitely uh, recognize, and it was nice. It was like a couple nods, and then I got a couple messages after. That was nice. really nice. But yeah, no, dude, it was like, um, it's interesting because it's like, I, you don't want to get in the way. You don't want to over, like, there's a lot of people in the room. So you want, but I want to give you some advice on some of the jokes, some tags. No, you were so helpful. But without like being overbearing. I mean, I, the roach roach line was so good, but it didn't make it. I know. So like we were trying you did to brace- duck in the first, and uh, then you didn't do it in the second. I heard. I forgot to do it in the second, but, but we can put it in. But Emil said it hit in the first. Did I do quack quack quack? I hope you did. I think I, I did. Uh, I was I was like the duck because I didn't see in the first one. I'm you a did duck. Die. Well, Andrew, <laughs> we were writing jokes up until like Anya watched. Anya saw me a week ago in Long Island, and since then I have put in so much work to the special. It was like I probably ch- it probably changed like fifty percent, like in terms of getting in there and it's messing wild. around with the jokes. It's insane. We really went crazy on it, and um, but I got it was so fun because so many. Uh, jokes that we just came up with backstage and like uh you know emil gave me a few lines you gave me so many like the roach roach thing i won't explain because people aren't going to hear it we there i have a section of my special about toilet paper you find in your vagina and i was talking about how you know i have a i don't want to say the other words that i use for it but i call them something i call them like you know uh they look like little um you know, rolls of marijuana paper, I don't want to say. <laughs> and so we were trying to think of other, like, t- like they look like joints that tiny people are smoking, right? Like the tiniest joints. And so we were trying to think of tiny animals plus a joint word that wasn't joint because I had used that before. So we were trying to think of, like, what's what's another animal that would be smoking, like a, um, you know, like a gerbil spliff. Like we were trying to think of things yeah. like that. And Andrew goes... What about a roach roach? And I was like, what the fuck? That's so funny. <laughs> so in the first first show, I did say it for the it first time. It went okay. Well, because I'm in a I public restroom was... and I'm like, you can see these all over the ground now. I thought it was just yeah. me, but you could see them everywhere. And I was like, I even saw a little cockroach smoking one. I was like, oh my God, it's a roach. It's a roach smoking. A ro- it's a roach roach. And it just, it might work in the special. Like, I feel it might- like if it was like on a TV, like a, like, any other like it would work so well in so many ways. Can someone please draw us a roach smoking a, a roach. little roach? Yes, that will work. Isn't a amazing. Roach a burnt. Like a roach a, is like the last little part of a joint okay. that that you don't 
that you yeah, put in you, the ashtray and then you could smoke it later. And you, yes, or you could yes. put it in a little bowl. Man, that made me laugh. Roach Roach was so good. What was the other line you gave? Uh, well, duck. Oh, duck. You're we talking hands. about what you do with like jokes you make around cum. And sometimes uh, Andrew was like, because I was like, what could you do with cum? And we were talking about you smear it in your hands and then you you put your palms out and then you make it. <laughs> Wait, why did Siri just turn down? Turn on. What did I say? I don't want you, bitch. <laughs> Stop asking me what I want. Go away, Siri. Go away. Go to your home. But um, I said something that sounded like SIRI. Um, yeah. SSRI. I said SSRI? Oh, maybe. But you do, you do, <laughs> you put cum in your hands. So and then <laughs> it's so funny. We're whispering so the machines don't hear us. And then you spread your fingers apart and you let it dry. And then you go, I'm a duck. Quack, quack, quack. I don't even know if I did it or not. I got a blacked out. Um, um, I, I thought I was really stoked. You only did it in the first show, but the name for a future variant. I just oh. gave you the idea and you ran with that. Oh, that was so fun. You well, let's, let's, that'll We'll keep that in because Dude. I nailed it the first show. A lot of some stuff I didn't do in the second show because I just go, I don't want to, I don't need to do it again. I nailed it. I have too much. I have an hour and a half hour and 40 minutes i think that i have to cut down to an hour and i already cut that down from like two and a half hours yeah. i have so much to do well, um the, uh that was brilliant though when like because like i was like there's got to be something there, and you're like only if it's great and then like we yeah it was stumble, a, and it was just like that's oh. the that's the magic of um just having a bunch of comics in a room and not even just comics like even my friends who are just funny like they add stuff too but but it almost feels like you're working in a like a music studio and you're like what about for this beat like and like stuff that's the thing is people always think that um with stand-up you know you have to craft it you've got to do this joke and then you've got to say it 50 times for it to find its flow sometimes it's the first fucking time yeah. guess what fallon jokes he says those one time and you know yeah. monologue jokes but you know one of my favorite jokes of all time was conan's a uh, conan monologue joke who if anyone from conan is listening or this gets to someone from Conan. I would love to know who wrote this joke because I'll never forget it. My parents and I repeat it all the time. But Conan's like, uh, the Times Square bomber got sentenced today. Yeah, he got sentenced to life in Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect joke. But just And there was something in Bangin' that I did on stage where I said a bucket of, of dicks, a bucket of dildos. I get that quoted to me all the time. I didn't think of... That came out on stage. So the idea that this thing has to be perfectly worked out, I'm someone who definitely under the gun produces more than if I have so much. Everyone goes, you know, I've been thinking to myself, wow, I did so much work in the last week and a half because the pressure was on. I wish I would have had more time. The truth is I wouldn't have started even if I had time. Because we're procrastinators, um, but we do all the work the night before. Another announcement. My but sister. the special looked incredible, by the way. Thanks, like, man. wait till you guys see this. I'm not going to say what she was wearing or what the background was, but the background uh, came I, out perfect. Like, I mean, and this was all due to the, the man I'm dating. I mean, they sent me a background. It was yeah. fine. It would have sufficed. And I go, I don't even know what I fucking want. And he has worked in TV a long time. And he goes, this could be a chance to do something pretty cool. What What are some things you like? And I sent him some Taylor Swift kind of things. And he was like, Maybe you could ask them to do this. And it was all just. It reminds me of a lava lamp. <laughs> yeah. The background. Yeah. I mean, I did it. I kind of Taylor Swift it felt out. like a dream. And whoever the director, what's his name? L Linda Mendoza was the director. John Irwin was the, Who's the producer. Long hair guy? Yeah, John Irwin. Oh, He's that's the producer? The producer? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the one that put everything. What a calming. 
guy. I had the best team. I'm really grateful for them. Dude, I've that... worked with great teams before. I don't want to. Bangin was a completely different team and was incredible. And I got a, a, a totally different feeling of a show out of that. And also, even the Degenerates was directed by. Yes. There's. I will. I will work. I have never. I've yet to work with someone that I'd be like. I'd never work with them again, except something that wasn't my own project. But um, this just felt like a. You know, I got to kind of direct, not direct, but I got to kind of really, um, I produced and came up with like the first. Yeah, the intro. The thing. intro that ended up being so funny and on the fly. And um, yeah, I'm very excited for you guys to But they to were see so it. down with like, they just felt like they were yes ending. Yes. And there was a flow going on back there where it didn't feel stressful. It just, I don't know. There was Man, something in the air. I dread was... calls. You know, we were talking about those calls that I dread where it's just like all this fucking bullshit before mm -hmm. you get to what you're talking about. John Irwin, my producer for the special, is the best <laughs> at making up. He, he would text me and be like, hey, can you hop on the phone? And I'd be like, oh my God, this is going to be like 30 minutes to talk about things I don't want to talk about because I don't want to look at the special yet because I'm so nervous about it. And he would just be like, hey, um, uh, so you want to pick... I, so I got your email about a uh, pink microphone. Um, the stand's going to be $3,600. Is Do you want the stand pink too? It's going to be $3,600 to do that. And I was like, um, no, probably just the mic then. And he goes, okay, um, all right, thanks. And that was, it yeah. would be that instead yeah. of this whole thing. And I was, I told him a million times ago, working with you is a joy because you keep everything so succinct. There's no rudeness in how succinct it is. It just is. Just efficient. I fucking loved it. Efficient. Um, and I got a pink mic. Stand and the mic. And they gave it to me. So now I'm going to bring Ooh. a pink mic with me everywhere I go. Oh, wow. Yes. Did you see the photo I sent you of the mic with the background? It's just no. a mic. It's kind of cool. I uh, haven't I'll seen try, anything. I'm one of the, you know, I don't yeah, like to don't look like at things. Um, let's call my sister. My sister Lauren had her third special little person. <laughs> I take my third special. <laughs> That this weekend, sounded, I know that sounded bad. A special little person. Uh, uh. He is a special guy. My sister had her baby on thanks the after Thanksgiving. We went to Thanksgiving Thursday night at yeah. my parents' house. My sister was there, very pregnant with her my niece and nephew. Yeah, we did a side by side. Oh my god, there's a picture of I hope we can Andrew's belly with my sister's belly. It's so <laughs> funny, Noah. But my sister, I think, is a little insecure about her you know, huge pregnant belly you showing. You think I would be because she, she has an be. excuse. Yeah, she had a baby in there. You I had, had nine turkeys. And you, <laughs> you, you went to go uh, to a show afterwards too and you barfed. I threw up. I was octo turkey in there and uh, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. I fucking threw up hard, like hard. And I, I went on stage. I showed my stomach. I don't know. I was out It was of it. so it was funny. He showed his stomach on stage as soon as he went up. Because it was after Thanksgiving. Every He's like, I just ate so much. Everyone's like laughing and cheering. One woman gets up to go to the bathroom. And he goes, what are you leaving for? And he's you're like, going to throw you're up. going to throw up because she saw my stomach. It was so funny. Thanks. Um, okay. I want my sister named oh, yeah. her son. My I guessed it. You guessed that the you name guessed was going to be. Yeah, you, uh, have Noah try to guess. Did, did you know the name yet, Noah? Uh, yeah, uh, Noah yes, of course. Oh. Okay, we're not going to say it right now. Maybe some of you know it. Um, I just want to say that, you know, originally my sister, I thought she was going to have a girl. My sister's done having kids, so I'll just say that I thought the name, her. my sister's last name is Green, and I thought she was going to name her daughter because she told me Olive, so it'd be Olive Green, which is kind of like a funny kind of joke. All of their other children do not have color names. It's Arlo Green, and it's Poppy Green. 
and now um Although it does big, sound like pants that would be sold at like a cool store. Yeah, it does sound like a, a want these an Instagram yeah. clothing store that would be like pe- Arlo Green sounds like a, some kind of It sounds like Buck Mason yeah, or what's yeah, the other one? Yeah, Taylor Stitch. Taylor Stitch. <laughs> Arlo Green would definitely be a I'd place. buy clothes there. I'd, we or should I'd, do I'd email. fake like ads for Arlo Poppy Arlo Green and Poppy Green, the sister company. It's like for their intimate section. Okay, so now let's see what the other offshoot is. I'm going to call my sister because I don't know how they came up with this name. It was a total shock to me. I knew that if there was a boy, they probably weren't going to go with a color name, like a funny color name. But they surprised me. I had no idea what the name was going to be. This was announced. Um, I'll be honest. It could work as a girl's name. It absolutely could. Like, well, maybe even better. So if this baby wants to transition at some point, keep yeah. the name. Or stay in the middle. All right. I'm gonna call my sister now. She is. She gave birth on Friday. It is now Monday. What are you fucking breastfeeding or some shit, bitch? Yeah, stop milking. Hello, this is Lauren. Oh, oh this, my God. this doesn't. Well, hey, Lauren, Lauren, your voice changed after birth. It's it's normal. It's normal to have your voice change after birth? Yes. <laughs> God, you sound like Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, it's so funny when men try to do a woman's voice. It always sounds like, hey, hey. It sounds like an English-Spanish person. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire was British. I know. Was a British? It sounded British, Matt. Um, hey, Matt, you're on air um, on the Nikki Glazer podcast. How you doing? I didn't ask for this. I know you didn't. Well, I, t- I called Lauren, so I didn't ask for this. <laughs> uh yeah, Lauren's feeding. Um, oh, God. Can you tell her to stop? I have a podcast. I just love picturing Lauren <laughs> sucking on bigger tits. Yeah, Lauren's like, feeding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. You're going to go on speaker. Lauren can talk now. Hey uh, there. Hey there. Um, welcome to the Nikki Glazer podcast, Lauren. Well, thank you. Hey, Forrest. Happy to be here. Can Forrest hear me? Hello. Oh, Forrest, hello. <laughs> wow, he's already talking? Wow, this baby is advanced. <laughs> Um, and he's not British. <laughs> he has a very feminine voice. Um, right. Wait, so you guys had a baby on Friday. Lauren, I'm shocked yeah. that it's so weird to me that because Noah, even when I told Noah that we were going to call you, she's like, wait, so like she can talk on the phone like after giving birth. Like, it's just <laughs> it's crazy that like women can give birth and then just like they can go to McDonald's or they can like, like, we're, like they can like do the dishes or like they can go it, home. And it's weird to me that you go to the hospital, you have a baby, and then they just send you out, and then you're just fucking on your own. Oh, I know. Yeah. They, like, have to check your car seat, make sure that it's installed correctly. They walk you down from the hospital to the parking lot, and then they're like, all right, we're good. Peace out. Like, they're like, you're not going to shake him, are you? Okay, cool. Well, (laughs) sounds good. Um so yeah, we used to have to watch a video for that. That's been uh, updated. Oh, That's so they just assume you know. Three. Never. They just, they just tell you not to. Never, ever shake a baby. I remember those PSAs back in yeah. the day. It sounded like sh- shake. Well, then shaking a baby now should be taken off the airwaves. It makes me think like you're shaking a baby to rob them. Like you shake. Like what do shake you got down. on like, you? Like what do you? Come what, on. What, 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 what's in your pockets, baby? <laughs> You. <laughs> um, okay, can we talk about the, how you guys came up with the name Forrest? Because I just said that um, 
you know, I had heard if it was going to be a girl, you had been considering Olive, which I thought was so adorable, such a fun uh. little uh, play on words. Um, wh- did yeah. you, when you thought of a boy name, had you had this name in your back pocket, even though you were predicting you were going to have a girl? Uh, we had a list, but no, we did not have a name for like there was there was no consensus on a boy name. No, but Forrest was we in the back. The Forrest yeah. was in the back pocket. There was maybe he was like on a list. Seven names. Can we ask if Forrest could have been a girl's name for them? Hmm. There is a Forrest with one R. I read is, is a, it girl's is a girl's name, and also a name for a thing that I don't want to ever go in. <laughs> <laughs> well, your own pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's uh, that's uh, the Badlands. Um, cactus, cactus, um, uh, click cactus. Sorry, Forrest. Cactus. Okay, so um, Forrest, can I just uh, ask a couple questions before we let you guys go? Yes, yes but okay. wait, I do want to say something about. Um, I have a well. I just have a story to tell about uh, Thanksgiving night. Oh, please. You, well, no, when you guys. Uh, when Andrew and I did our little belly shot, can we post? Can we post that on our only on our podcast social? It's a private account. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Thanks, so. yes. Um, but Matt was like, because this baby was ten days early, so we were not expecting it. But I started having contractions Thanksgiving night after dinner, and Matt was like, "We never got a picture of of you like in your final stages of pregnancy." And I was like, "That's not true." <laughs> picture of Forrest inside a belly is with you, Andrew. I feel yeah, like... I, I said that somehow Andrew was the reason the baby was born. Like, it just, you guys needed... It was like E.T. You guys had to touch. <laughs> that is true. Our we did had t- to make contact for uh, this labor to begin. I think the baby saw my belly and was like, I can't keep doing this to my own mother. <laughs> or it was like, I can't compete with this. I'm giving up. Yeah. That is true. You win. Yeah, it was a belly off and he just was like, yeah, I got to get out of here. Look, you had Wait, your baby so and I, uh, to, I threw up an abortion. Not to reveal too much about Andrew, but Lauren gave birth the next day but andrew i heard you gave birth via a different orifice <laughs> yeah we we said that he puked at the funny bone already yeah it's, I... it's so wild he he came out giggling to me at the bar i was like looking at my set list and he just goes man i just i just threw up I threw up twice and i was just like what because he was like he was burping he was so sick yeah. in the car ride he ate too much because he only for had combos plate. yeah I only had combos all day yeah, that's, well, Andrew you'll love combo. you'll love this when we went <laughs> over to EJ and Julie's yesterday uh, I had been jonesing for a leftover turkey sandwich and your mom's like I don't know where the turkey is the turkey's all gone and we kept saying like Andrew had it Andrew is like sneaking turkey at the plate. <laughs> so jacket. I was wearing cargo pants get off my back <laughs> They were from Arlo Green, which is a. We said that Arlo Green sounds like a um, Instagram like company, like one of these man stores. Yeah, one of these stores that has like a sullen guy on a rock, like with like cool shoes and like a, <laughs> you know, like it, Arlo and Poppy Green is its sister company for like intimates for women. Um, but Forrest, it totally is. Well, um, 
I was dying for the re like you know Forrest to me was a an, a name that obviously might be controversial and might be a little bit different and people weren't expecting. We all know that my mom, um, when she received the birth announcement of Poppy, uh, famously, my mom notoriously dare I say, my mom said, um, and two hours after the birth announcement came at like three a.m., my mom wrote, "Is that really her name?" Immediately after Nikki, immediately. Oh, after. I thought it was right. Oh, you know what? It was yeah. It was immediately after it said. Poppy, you know, Poppy Louise Green <laughs> set her weight and the date and everything in a picture of her. And it said it was an official birth announcement on a mass, t- like on a group text. And my mom said, is that really her name? And then she let it sit for two hours. Then I woke up and was like, oh, my God, I love her. I love the name. And my mom didn't say anything else. The rest of the it was just oh, so- I thought she really she also said, is that really um, her weight? Did, when I did tell her the name um, via phone call. Yeah. She. Also followed up with, is that really the name? No way. Oh no way. <laughs> you know what? I wish you were having another child so we could just pick the like the worst name oh. ever and really mess with her. I almost, like I, did Julie? A joke, I did a joke this weekend where I was saying my, my sister um, just named her, uh, my sister just had a, her third baby and um, she went with a peculiar name, original name, one you haven't heard a lot. She went with Forrest. So for my special, I'm naming it Christopher, which is a normal name, like just to name my special, <laughs> a baby's name that you've like Brayden. Um, no, Forrest, I, it's it's like was totally a shock. And I was like, oh, my God, because I just think Forrest Gump. Now, did you guys worry at all that that was going to be the first reaction of people? You know, that's a character that definitely is a slow, <laughs> mentally challenged character that that was going to be that was going to follow your baby throughout its life. Actually, no, I didn't think of like him being slow. Uh, yeah, I didn't think of Forrest Gump being slow. That, but I did just think of the movie and I was like. Uh, I don't know. It's from the. Yeah, but have you not slow. seen the movie in a while? Because he's definitely no, like. he's definitely. I just didn't think of his fat. character traits. I just thought of yes. like the movie as a whole. Just a loving, like, lovable. Yeah, and in that movie, a, what a sweet like. Yeah, such a you know amazing. Oh, I love that, and that movie is great, I, and. No, it, I am going to say crawl, forest, crawl at some point, and you're going to have to laugh like it's the first time you've heard it. <laughs> um, and I love that Lauren acknowledged Forrest Gump in her birth announcement on her Instagram. She, she goes, Forrest, Forrest Green. Oh, I thought that was a stutter. <laughs> yeah, actually, you can thank Matt for that. He's a, he... Well, I liked it. It was a little nod to like, yes, we know it's Forrest Gump. Um, And the interesting thing is I was because we were talking about it at the special and I was with all my friends and they're all kind of the same age as me. And I was like, when you guys hear Forrest, do you think Forrest Gump? And they're like, yeah. And then we go to Emil, who's 23. And he's like, that is not what I think of at all, because he did not grow up with Forrest Gump. So Forrest is not going to deal with any Forrest Gump. Um, exactly. stuff except from older people it will haunt him yeah. with older people and it will make him resent older people but he also it's the best movie ever <laughs> well that's why that's also why like arlo when arlo was born it was only like older generation like your parents that were like oh you guys must love arlo guthrie and it's like no it's yeah. nothing to do with that yes <laughs> like why does it have to do with that Just and did you guys pick it because it's a color and also you like the outdoors um, we like, yeah, we like nature-inspired names, I would say. Yeah. And, and I like the, it's kind of funny, like, at first when we were throwing out names, we're like, oh, Hunter Green, yeah. Olive Green, like, that's... And then we're like, is, yeah, is this, like, is this, is this, 
Yeah. I love that you did a little bit of a joke for his name. The name Forrest is cool. It's so cool. The the kid's going to get like beat up at school for it later. What about for his middle name's Lawrence, which is, is that a nod to where you guys met? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Completely. That was. We didn't have a middle name. We really, literally well, didn't have a middle name. Well, we were name. thinking of it, and we were like, it's Forrest Lawrence. Forrest Lawrence. Forrest Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> I was really Forrest hoping the middle name was going to be really Booger. Forrest Booger? Why? Forrest. Booger Green. Yeah. Booger. Oh, we oh. also think you should name a, your next child Gang. <laughs> gang Green. Uh, <laughs> or Booger. Um, Booger's a great name. All right. Thank you guys so much. We got to get to the news. You the were news. great. We loved you. Thanks for being on the podcast. Congrats, and we're post that Lauren video. and Matt. Congrats, you guys. Can't wait to meet Forrest. I'm coming by later today. Andrew. Yes. I'll see you when it's 12. Thank you for making this possible, Andrew. And he, hey, <laughs> thank your mom's mashed potatoes. <laughs> Bye, guys. All right, let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Woo-wee! It's been about a week since we've last talked, and you heard the news. Apparently, it's going pretty well out there. It's all the swells were had this weekend. Hopefully, you had some swells. We have it's a Monday. Lot of news to catch up on. So you know it's Monday. You know what that means, Nick. Oh, it's it's the it's first day of the week for it's, many people. Yeah, it sure is. Okay, first story. How to break up with your therapist, according to therapists. <laughs> I went to a therapist to break up with my abusive therapist. Noah, why are you always picking things that are so in line with what we're talking about? I've referenced my abusive therapist like three times a day. I know. And I had a dream about her last night where I confronted her about how mean she was to me. How did you do in your dream? Fucking you go great, over your time? dude. Great. Yeah, no kidding. I, yeah, she gave me the light. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so how do you? So I went to a therapist okay, you once don't to break ghost, up with. Don't this ghost therap- them. They say don't ghost them. Some encourage a wrap up session, so you have a session to break up. Yep, that's what my therapist wanted. She said she required three sessions after you decide to leave. Fuck that. Oh, Whoa. so you can get a thousand more dollars from yeah, me? Yeah, fuck that. And convince me to stay, which she did. Ugh. Oh, she got uh, you? Which one? On the second or third oh, one? Oh, I mean, I would never, I never wanted to leave her because I knew those three sessions were required and that I ha- would have to eventually just ghost her because she was so crazy and she would text me and say she was the only person that loved me and that I was running away from my feet. Like, you know, it's just the weirdest thing. Yeah. And when I finally left her, the story, uh, Anya always loves the story, but she never would acknowledge that I was like successful. And this was a time when I was getting more and more successful and like, you know, really working hard and achieving things reaching new levels in my career and she would be like I don't care I don't care about any of that we're working on you and I'd just be like acknowledge it a little bit like this is a cool thing I oh I just got my show picked up and she would just be like okay so what what are we really talking about today I'm like good Christ she never cared but she would always talk about celebrities in front of me but she would always act like she didn't care about me not that I and and this was a sick thing to want to even you know her she was like my mommy being like good job I wanted that approval but one of our last sessions, she asked me to write a blurb for her husband's book of like, because so, they wanted to, um, they wanted to appeal to a younger audience. And she was like, would you mind? I'm going to go get it in the other room. She was like, I have my husband's book. I would love for you to read it and do a blurb. You just read the first hundred pages. Those are the only good ones anyway. And I just, and she is walking and I was just a little bit like, ah, and she goes, oh, wait, is that okay? And I go, I don't know. I don't really feel comfortable about that. And she goes. That was a test. And she sat back down Ugh. like she was. And it was a, that's when I knew she was lying. And I go, we're done. Dude, I remember you telling me that story. And then I would start going to therapy. And 
she was clipping her <laughs> she's clipping her nails that when I'm telling her about my dad. I'm like, oh my dad, he worked too much and he didn't buy me the best car. And a fucking yeah. thumbnail strikes you in the pupil. Yeah, and she's literally like clipping her nails going, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. And then I go to Nikki, I go, is that because your story, I was like, was that a test? And she's like, you got to bring it up to her. And so I like. That's really brave that you did. I did bring it up to her. You know, she was also, you know, she, at that point she was clipping her toenails. And I was like, uh, you're top. No, but I was just like, was that a test? And she's like, no. Like, what? Like, like, yeah, like, like I was the weird one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you know what? They, therapists are weird, too. Um, so what, what other things they say? Oh, um, they said don't ghost them. They said if you've only had a few sessions, you can write an email or a text. Yeah. For longer term relationships, it can be helpful or cathartic to let them know in person. I I let one know in person, and she started crying. I mean, and that's... was like, you don't think this is hard for me? And I was like, I I just can't see you anymore. I'm, I want to try a different <laughs> kind of therapy. And she was just like. I feel like you're not even acknowledging that I've had like I've got she was a um, feelings therapist a EFT okay. emotionally focused so she would mirror feelings to me so I could see what it feels like so she would hear my stories and just go like this she would look at me I'm looking at the camera so I would talk and she'd go oh. she would like look as sad as I should feel about the thing yeah. that happened to me because I'm kind of like yeah and it was a good thing it was Dr. Drew recommended I find one but that was a weird day where she was like you know, and, and it wasn't like there wasn't animosity, but the therapist I see now and I go back and forth on, I told her about all this trauma I had with quitting therapists in the past. And she said, I promise you when you're ready to leave me, I will not take it personally. You can just tell me I will always be an open door for you to come back to. Fuck and yeah. because of that, I've gone back to her. Yeah. I've taken breaks. I've tried other therapists because it wasn't just working for me. And she's never taken it personally. She's always been there to just she will say hi every now and again to be like something reminded me of you. And it's just such a. It is funny. That's you such had good a ther- advice. Yes, I think that. I'm sorry, Andrew. That's oh, no, just such good advice for people who are on the fence about starting therapy because of the commitment, mm-hmm. and you know, like how to get out of it if if you don't like it or yeah, it's not talk what about you that on the first day. Just say I need a plan for how to get out of this, or because like if how they, we're going to deal with it. If they do say on the first day, I need three sessions for you to say goodbye. You can say goodbye then because you've only gone. The first session is not one. You can ghost after that. One session you, in terms of ghosting, in terms of emailing mm-hmm. or like you don't have to go back and tell them. So the first session should be just a trial thing anyway. You don't owe them anything. And that's a great way. To, that's such a good point. Great way to start is to just say, I'm worried about when I might need to end this because of financial reasons or I want to try different therapy that what what is the protocol there for you and then if you get an answer that is loving and like not uh filled with blame and or guilt yeah you'll know whether or not that's a person to stay with i think like it's funny because with your therapist you had one that wouldn't give you any feelings at all and then you had one that would do over feelings yeah she'd (laughs) go check in with your body where are you feeling this in your body right now and i would just make up something because i didn't feel anything yeah um i'm like uh, that would be it she'd be like i want to take two minutes to just feel your body and in silence and i'd be like i can hear money like falling out like it was like like i just heard like a coin dispenser um okay andrew what's the next news um oh this is Interesting, because like I feel like people aren't talking about this, but Gisling, Gisling or Gisling, 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 
I guess that's why people aren't talking about because they can't <laughs> pronounce her name. Oh yeah, what's going on? Gislon uh, Maxwell's trial begins today. The accused long-term madam of the pedophile financier Jeffrey Epstein is ready to take the stand to defend today, herself today, and she's alive for it. For now, you know, a lot of people said that when she was going to start naming names, which who knows if she's going to, that we wouldn't, she wouldn't survive that. There would be a, a suicide. I wonder what I mean. The thing is, the things she knows, the people she knows about. I mean, Hollywood would crumble. You are a fan of so many pedophiles, and you just don't know, you guys. But then they're going to say, "Well, she's a pedophile. She's just, you know." Then it's the sure. excuse of. So Maxwell faces six counts for allegedly recruiting, grooming, and abusing four minor girls with Epstein at multiple locations. Uh, her crimes include engaging in group sexual encounters with an underage victim. So, but in fall convicted, she gets seventy years in prison. What they're going to try to do apparently is that uh, apparently um, they're going to try to say that she was a victim herself to Epstein. You know that might be, but then that's going to kind of discredit Everyone her too. Everyone that so victimizes like, people is a victim. Everyone that molests has something in their fucking past that happened to them. That makes them do that, it. Or their brain was just born in a way that wasn't their fault. Like, there is, there's no, just because someone who was a victim doesn't mean they get to have an excuse for why they, it's not an excuse. It is a reason for it, but it ain't no excuse. I do find it interesting. Epstein though. was probably a victim. Honestly, Jeffrey Epstein probably had some fucked up shit happen to him as a child. Yeah, I think and if he you, did. And if you it. witnessed a little boy and you witness what happened to him, you would want to fucking murder whoever did that to him and protect a little Hitler, even. I mean, like, I, I'm sorry to say this, but every monster, if you put them as a little boy, and or a little, it's mostly men that are doing these egregious things, and you see what happened to them to make them do this thing. Like, there's this, there's the this argument, 2020 though. House yeah. of Horrors. Did yeah. you see that? Uh-uh. Oh, my God, it was so good. You guys got to watch the 2020 House of Horrors. It's probably on Hulu. But it's the Turpin girls. There's this family of 15 children that these two, this couple had, and they had them chained up. They abused them. They starved them. It was terrible. The, one of the girls got out in 2018 and freed the rest of her family by like taking a chance and getting out. It was wild. But then they uncover the parents in the situation, and apparently the mom was like sexually abused, and it was like, oh, well, that makes sense why she did that. And I'm like, yeah, but probably her, the person that sexually abused her, her was sexually abused. Like, we can keep going. It's... It doesn't make it right. It doesn't excuse yes. it, but it is a reason for why it happened. Yes, I mean, so I, she should still be punished, even if she's a victim. I and guess you these, could say, though, yeah. like out of those fifteen people, like you know, it depends on like what you do with that. I guess, but then I don't know. It's all like nurture so, versus nature. But then it's like, so Hitler got a lot of wedgies. So did another kid get a bunch of wedgies? I know, but, he but their brain isn't the same brain no, I know, that I know. made that. Like, and they didn't. Yeah. they might have. You know. But how do you feel about a woman like, like I, I don't know? It's Read like free will by Sam Harris. If you're really hating what I'm saying right now, what you call it? Uh, but it's like uh, uh, Madoff's right. His wife, she didn't know. Like a lot of these wives, I feel like they know everything. They're getting yeah. new cars. They're yes. get, they're they're getting every the fruits of the labor. They're getting all of it. Right, but and we're then also benefiting from slave labor. Like we also support things that we know shady things are happening at amazon or these companies that oh, are yeah. phones yeah our phone like uh you know the, the yeah the, our phones are being our clothing's made by people in sweatshops that are getting paid no but my point though is like do you aren't think, we accomplices do you, i guess i mean i guess everyone human you know rights issues we all are yeah it's I, just it's how just close are you to yeah. it yeah 
well, I don't have a choice. I can't do anything about the, the factory workers providing my Zara clothing. Well, you can stop shopping at Zara. But, I, but it's so cheap and I don't have enough money. to Like, well, that's capitalism. Well, is Maxwell getting a benefit of doubt because she's a woman? Do you think if she was a man that this would be yeah. all in the news? Sure. Like, I mean, look I at, mean I, if, well, if they turned it into her being a victim, yes, because all the victims in that scenario are women. So she kind of, it makes sense that she's there. Could, their strategy is she wants to take the stand, which is highly unusual when you're the defendant in a case like this. But mm-hmm. she wants to like play on the jury's heartstrings. By and she's the stand. so manipulative. She's a sociopath. Like this yeah. woman is She'll done cry. She'll crazy cry. things. She's a great. She's good at what she does. She's not even that attractive, and she got this guy to like worship her. <laughs> like, I'm the, no offense. She has a, a haircut like a boy. She she's, has good tits. Though. She's she is. <laughs> She does. No, she's a hot lady, but she's, and I don't mean to say she's not attractive. She is, but like for her to wield as much power as she did within that world, and she she is definitely evil. Well, she comes from a shit ton of money. Her dad got killed in mysterious ways. I mean, got murdered. It's, it's he, was all a, he was a mogul. I'll probably be put to death for the things I've said on this podcast. Um, okay, let's take a short break, and then we'll come back with Why Do I Care? Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
all nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek and then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I care. Why do I care? Big news here. I think you're going to lose your shit. Oh no. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan reveals... Pucker up my asshole. You pucker up. I don't want to lose it. I like it there. That's your butt. Oh, Lindsay Lohan's marrying. Got engaged to Bader Shamus. That guy's hot. Good for her. You want to know a cool thing about this guy? Banker. Banker? How many <laughs> Guess how many followers he has? 67. 560. But Great. yeah, same, yeah. I mean, man, I, you went real low. But yeah, no, these guys don't need followers. <laughs> no, they have five hundred sixty million dollars. Yeah, so it's not fine. about that. Um, good for her. I'm happy for her. Um, she looks great, by the way. I went on her Instagram; like, she looks healthy. Like, yeah, I'm happy. I've always liked Lindsay Lohan. Um, always, yeah. It's it's someone had a, a whole thing about it on uh, Instagram that Paris Hilton's married, Lindsay Lohan's engaged, Britney's engaged. Like all those that that kind of the the yeah. pussy posse of the w- women yeah uh back in the 2000s have all like settled down and are like it's cute i'm happy for her and um and i look forward to seeing um her on like act again because she was great i love the parent trap i thought she was amazing in that she posted uh uh the announcement on instagram yeah uh my love my mm. life my family my future <laughs> you know you what I gotta say? Can I say <laughs> no? I, I listen. They no, are all cute. so like. Yeah, do you know yeah, who yeah. I'm so freaking obsessed with? Um, no. I gotta, I gotta like in terms of celebrity couples. First of all, let me just ask Wait, Andrew a question. Really is it quick. is it MGK? Because we didn't even talk about you meeting him in person. Let's save that for tomorrow's episode. Okay, we don't fine. have time, Sorry. but we got, but so many besties wrote to me about it. Thank you for your well wishes and meeting my celebrity <laughs> crush. But it, it did happen. Or again, I met him again. Um, what I wanted to say was. Uh, the couple you like. No, but I was going to say something before. Oh, Ryan Reynolds, Andrew, uh, a scale of one to 10, how attractive do you rate him? 
He's a very, I've seen him in person. Okay. He's he's a 10 man. Okay. So there's a TikTok that this girl, this lesbian woman, I think she's lesbian. Maybe she's uh, non-binary, but she says, um, I have a theory that you can determine whether a man is gay or straight by how they rate Ryan Reynolds on a scale of one to 10. Straight men will always rate Ryan Reynolds eight or above. Gay men will always rate eight or below. And so someone ran her like her ran that through a a survey they did of gay men and straight men. And it checks out because (laughs) gay men rate him an average of like seven or like 6.5 to 8.5 and or eight. And then all straight men rate him an average of nine. And I did it on uh, the guy I'm seeing last night uh, or the other night too. What did he think? I mean, I, he's a, a 10 he's a he's a fucking 10 in my book i've seen this guy in person i've seen him work out like i literally wa- I, ryan reynolds i think is the most uh attractive man i was a dog walker in a their lot, building perhaps. and i would watch ryan reynolds and blake lively work i worked out in the gym i was because the owner gave me a card and people were like why is the dog walker in the gym but i would go there every day and they would always like give me weird looks because i still like i look like Okay. Anyhow, but yeah. Here is the post that made me, like, I think that Ryan Reynolds might be one of the funniest people ever. Okay. Funniest men. He's not only good looking, but he, first of all, I've met him before too. Um, I did a press junket for the Croods. Remember that stupid animated movie, Croods? It's like no. cavemen. Anyway, I was on Nikki and Sarah Live. It was in MTV. We were doing this segment called Small Talk with Celebrities, where Sarah and I would get a chance to meet huge celebrities and then just have... But now, like, it's cold out today. Just like in these press junkets, instead of being like, so what was it like to work yeah, with yeah, yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Berkeley? What, uh, Berkeley, what am I saying? What was it like to work with? Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. And we would just go, <laughs> oh, I like your sweater. Like, that's a cool shirt. Or like, we would just have small talk. And it was yes. like this whole, it was funny because there was this heightened thing. So we did it for crudes and we had to like... We had to get into these press junkets and lie to publicists about what we were doing there. And then we had to be, then we, once we got in the chair, then we had to set up the bit because they wouldn't let us in if we were doing a bit. So we had to lie to publicists, get in the chair. Then we were in the chair. We had to go, hey, um, uh, what's her name? Who's, uh, who's the girl that talks like this? Who said to, to Marianne, are you a hundred? Uh, Emma Stone. Okay. Emma Stone was also in Croods. It was Emma Stone and Ryan Reynolds. We had to sit down and go, guys, we're doing the segment. We have a comedy show. We're doing small talk. And Emma Stone wasn't that into it. It was a long day. But Ryan Reynolds was just like, yeah, it's like uh, they said it was going to be cloudy, but it's like not. Like he was so into yeah, the bit. So down. And then we left. We were at the end of the day. We left. We get, like, get our stuff out of the green room and we're in the elevator. And he's in the elevator with us and continues the small talk and is so <laughs> funny and fun. It would have been funny him. if he like goes, so how does it feel to be yeah. asking me questions? Yeah. He, I mean, he probably did. We were like blacked out how because it was just such an exciting moment to have Ryan Reynolds like be goofing around with us. But um, so E! News compiled all of his tweets in this Instagram post that I'm obsessed with. And it says, um, it says, happy birthday to my baby girl. Sad I lost my virginity, but thankful I have a daughter. Hilarious <laughs> yeah. joke. Then it, there's another one. I'd walk through fire for my daughter. Well, not fire because it's dangerous, but a super humid room, but not too humid because my hair. Hilarious. Funny. Then another one. Went to Disneyland because my daughter obsessed is obs- my daughter's obsessed with Mickey Mouse. She was so excited when I got home and told her. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is another one. Uh, that one, this one isn't great, but I'll still read it. People in LA are deathly afraid of gluten. I swear to God, you could rob a liquor store in this city with a bagel. 
Not bad. Being a father is the single greatest feeling on earth, not including those wonderful years I spent without a child, of course. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, nothing better than spending an entire morning staring into my baby daughter's eyes, whispering, I can't do this. <laughs> I mean, so yes. funny. And then Blake Lively is also funny. Let me just read one thing that I was like, oh God, she's funny too. God damn it. And she's really good friends with Taylor Swift, so that made me happy. She had a post of Ryan Reynolds voting in the election and she's standing there. They both voted. Uh, this is October 2020. It was Ryan's first time. He un was under, because he's Canadian, he was understandably scared. It all happened so fast, like really fast. He wept. I pretended to weep. Then he called all of his friend. <laughs> <laughs> I just, those are a couple goals, yes. those two. I love them so much. And uh, I'm not. Just kidding. So let's get into top one, bottom one. What's the subject today, Noah? Today, the subject is sex toys. All right, let's get into it. Um, we went to the Hustler store last uh, week in L.A. Andrew, you picked up some new sex toys that were recommended not only by me, but by the woman that <laughs> yeah. helped us and followed us around. It was kind of creepy um, and was trying to fuck both you and Emil. She did whip Emil a few times. Yeah, and she was like, it's only 40% of the pressure I could use. I think um, she has a side gig going on. Yeah, I do too. Drumming yeah. up business back there. Um, now, you want to start for us with uh, top, top? Or, uh, we, sorry, we start with bottom. We always end on uh, um, the top. The bottom one, I would have to say, is the vibrating cock ring. Mm. It doesn't really uh, do anything for anyone, really. It doesn't vibrate hard enough for either person. <laughs> anything for anyone, yeah. really? That really <laughs> made me laugh. It doesn't really do anything. <laughs> For anyone, really? That makes it sound like there's 15 people in the room all trying <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, the whole team didn't like it over at uh, Colin oh bedroom. But yeah, you it guys just... go back and listen to him say anything and then add <laughs> for anyone. It's so funny. Okay, go on. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. It's very frustrating, I'm sure, for the girl when the vibrate the vibrations just aren't strong enough. Or so it's, it's on like, the wrong spot. What are we spot? doing? Yeah, but yeah, I that's mean, the th well, yeah, well, what was funny like. was this girl bought it for me uh, to say that it was for my for me to come better, and I was like, um, this kind of feels like it's more about a you thing. And right. It's like, do you want me to just bring in my friend Dave to fuck you <laughs> because that's for me somehow? She just wanted a ring. <laughs> Any ring will do. Yeah. Um, I She'll think take you're my right. I, I really yeah. do feel like cock rings. I haven't incorporated them into the bedroom. My dad um, passed it down. <laughs> I've never used a cock ring. I actually asked that woman at Hustler, like, what's why do people need like? And it's for men to keep their erections more because yeah. it cuts off the like cock rings are for that. And then when they vibrate, it's just oh okay, why not add something to it for the guy? Clamp. It. It's like cock rings for her pleasure, kind of. Um, I've and, always yeah. wondered about cock rings. Do they go <laughs> on the shaft or behind the balls? Like, do they? They go the on the shaft, they on the bottom go, of the shaft. There are parts though that that can secure the balls. Too. There's ones with like multiple chambers that can do oh. more of a cage thing. And then there's all this <laughs> cock and ball torture too, is a BDSM thing that guys like, where they're they're like balls and their shaft and everything are in like a, a wire cage. And it's almost like that's for like domination of like you're not allowed to fucking get out of this cage unless I say you can, kind of thing. Um, which, which obviously, that you're not might getting work over the border of this pussy. But for you, I was thinking, you don't need help staying hard. No, hard. I've, I'm fine. Yeah, coming. Coming. Yeah, yeah. We need a coming ring. Oh yeah, come ring. Um, okay, Noah. What is your uh, favorite sex toy, or least All favorite? Right. I uh, okay, least favorite. Least bottom. Favorite, bottom. bottom. <laughs> bottom. 
um, is a battery powered dildo that I had. <gasps> Ugh, batteries. So the thing that I hated about it was not just the batteries, but like at the tip, it had this clasp that would snap on and off. So I can't tell you how many times I was like almost at the point of coming when I squeezed the bottom too hard and the ca- the cap fell off and the batteries fell oh out. Oh my oh. God. <laughs> then you just put a battery on your vagina to get that little jolt like you're sitting <laughs> on your tongue. Or you fucked the rabbit thing. That oh just- my God. Uh, uh, dying... <laughs> sex toy at the height of because sometimes I use the wand which I'll get to in a second and it has so many buttons that I squeeze the wrong one and I'll be at the like precipice of a orgasm and it'll just go and like shut off and then I have to like toggle it to get it back (laughs) some of these toys have so the the buttons are so confusing Um, my least favorite one I have with me I bought it last week Oh, yeah, the buttons, sometimes you got to press the bottom one to turn it so on. So this top. is, I don't know what it's called. I forget the name of it, but I spent $180 on it. Maybe one hundred. dollars like a Cobra. Yeah, it, it's a clit sucker thing, but it has like a little tongue in the, um, the reason I bought it, I want to show you, it has a little tongue. So it has like, a, it has three things. This part vibrates the end. It looks like a pestle, like a, you know, that you would like grind, uh, grind, yeah. uh, you know, spices. spices thank yeah. you. So that. I turn that on. That just vibrates itself. And it's kind of dull. It's not that good. Um, I guess you could make it. Okay. Do different settings. I'm going to turn that part off. Then there is a little tongue thing inside that will vibrate. It doesn't go like this. It just vibrates like a normal vibrator. Yeah. And then there is the suction. I'm going to turn off the tongue part. And then there's the suction. And this is why I bought this thing. Hold on. Because it sucks so much. Put it on the mic. Let's hear it. Construction. Anyway, it was supposed to suck so much. This thing, it's too large. I don't like the large area. I need more concentrated. I thought I wanted more of a large area because my clit can go inside my body so much that I have to like move it around when it's a smaller one. But I do need that concentrated um, thing. So the one that I use now that I just want to share that is not the best one I have, but it's just an alternative to this one, is this one. I don't even know what the brand is for this. Oh, it's Satisfier. And it's just a purple one. The hole is a lot smaller and that you can just put in. It's just suction and it has like settings for suction. So I would recommend not, not especially this one. I wish the suction was better on this one, but I like a smaller hole. So if you are going to get one of these, I would not recommend the bigger one. I would recommend the smaller one. Um, let's get to your best one, Andrew. I mean, if you're not going to use the red one, I will. Um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I could give it to you. I, I'd be happy to. Actually, it's a little yeah. too wide for I both of us. I might try to get it to work, but yeah, no kid. Oh yeah, I honestly think sometimes I I thought like my lips were getting caught in it. It was like like I thought I was gonna have to pull it out like a Roomba sucking up like a ribbon, like where it's wound up all over the gears. It's like a floby. Yeah. Um, yes. I uh, my favorite one is very similar to that is the Womanizer because it's the one that works the best for my girlfriend. Yes. What's so funny though is I bought uh, I forget the name the of it. The womanizer and the satisfier and all these very this, similar. the suction, the suction. Clit, clit sucker. But this suction thing when you're using it and having sex, it will start making this noise and I'll go and it sounds like it's like this is my pussy like that's oh, what it's, yeah. it's like yelling at me like stay away from my pussy I'm down here like, boy. And then it'll, <laughs> if it gets wet it'll go like yeah. like it'll make a weird it's sound. It's so funny and I start cracking up because I feel like it's going 
Stay away from my pussy. My pussy is down here. I'll try to get it to make that sound. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Um, but it kind of... It sounds like it's like a, a guy yelling underwater for to stay off his lawn. <laughs> Maybe I need to get that one. It sounds good. Um, okay, Noah, um, what, uh, what is your best one? Okay, so obviously my best one is the womanizer, so I wanted to pick something different. Um, it is it I, is the womanizer for you, though? Yeah, that, I think in, like, all of history, that's my favorite one. It's so but, wild that it's fairly new technology in terms of for sex toys. I'm so glad that uh, women And are, you gifted it to me, so thank you. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was dating a guy who is, who was a, is a prop master or whatever on TV shows, and he had this... Um, vinyl tape for tv that you know you could just peel off but it would stick on yes so like this like very sexy like vinyl like not I got duct some tape. in my room it yes. like and it and it's good it it holds you down but it doesn't like get you uh, sticky and you could put it around the eyes and stuff you could and do your like head whole, like, it's not gonna scene. trap your hair in it it's like very yes. it sticks to itself it doesn't Wild. stick to your hair very yes. mum, like a and you can rip it at, with a lot of strength, but it's still really binding. Yes. Like you could so definitely. That. Oh, I love that. Is yours green? Uh, no, it's black. Oh, it's like black. Oh. It looks like black latex. Yes. It's hot. Yes. It's so hot. Um, okay. So I have two for the, my top. What an invention, huh? Strong enough to hold you this down. This is the wand. It has a bunch Jesus. of lube on it. It's, this isn't calm. This is just like dried lube. Um, and this is wow. the I one mean. that. I think that's what they break roads this with in New York. Is the best. Yes. <laughs> it's seriously, it's crazy oh how powerful it is. But this is what I put on my clit when I'm having sex, and this is also what I put just like over the comforter when I'm like about to masturbate and before I use the womanizer because it's a duller sensation. But I don't use the womanizer so much during sex because it falls out of place and doesn't like stay. It's hard to hold on. Mm. This one you can just kind of like be in that region, but it feels it takes penis in vagina to the next level it is not something that you can do i need a penis in my vagina still so guys don't be intimidated but it just makes it better and every guy sh everyone should have one of these it plugs into the wall it will never die on you it is the tried and true uh, if i had to take one to a desert island it would be this now well you could also use it as a club this is one <laughs> this one is the best for insertion okay this one this is the one that sounds like, call like, your mom, call, read more, read more. It's like the uh, Energizer Bunny. I don't like this little thing at the bottom of it, the rabbit, because it does, my clit is not that far up. Mine's more down here. Wait, girls don't like dicks that look like that? <laughs> Wait, what? No, I'm just like, my dick looks like that. But it goes, ring, ring. And if you listen to it long enough, it will start saying things you need to hear. Like, read more, read more, read more. Call your mom. Call your mom. I'm not Rihanna, even joking you. Rihanna. Rihanna. But this thing, you hold it in place. But I think it's best, and I've said this before, to put it in you and then plug it with your heel. So that you don't, you feel like something is <laughs> fucking you when it's not. So this is great for single ladies. It has a thrust to it. But the best one ever is the, um, is it's called like the flirt. And it is one that uh, does not have an attachment like this. It is just one single uh, shape, and it's green, and it's thrusting. So if you look up the flirt, 
the thrusting flirt that is the best sex toy to insert in you of all time. The best guaranteed orgasm. And that <laughs> takes us out of top one, bottom I one. I do like you. I think you need to give uh, some kind of serious speech while using that with a jab. Guys, <laughs> you may not have gotten the mom you want in life. But that doesn't mean that you can't find that in a friend. Um, let's talk about, uh, as we go into final thought, let's talk about uh, a little bit more of this weekend. Um, yeah, it was so much fun. I am now, I feel a little bit of like postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Came on last night really strong. Um, I did not have the same guilt that I usually have after um, like I do things and I go, oh my God, I forgot that. There were a couple things I for- forgot which um, for me, I've really worked with regret in um, things that I do because I always, after something, I go, why did I say that? Or why didn't I say that? And I just, I can't find the clip. I looked for the Sam Harris thing, but I just let it go. I was like, you know what? You didn't say that joke for a reason. Even though you think it would have made the special better, there was a reason that didn't come out of your mouth. And it either, you know, there's a joke I have where I'm like, I pretty much say like, okay, I'm telling women not to have sex in their vaginas and I know you like it, but you don't get to do everything you like. Like I would really like to kick Marion sometimes. Like sometimes my dog Marion, I would love oh, yeah, I don't to fucking, just her belly is so tight. It's like a football and it would just feel satisfying. Not because I'm mad at her. I just, would, it would just like be a th- the thump the way it would feel against my toe. It's just, I know that sounds horrifying and ma- and I go, I forgot to do that part. It really has been working re- re- lately. I think it makes a good point that just because you like something isn't reason enough to do it. That's also what I use for like vegans when they like, I love cheese. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that does. it's not an excuse to, to, to keep doing it. Just because you like something, I would like to murder someone, but I don't do it because it's wrong. Um, but I forgot to do that joke and, and among others and I just was like, you know what? Even though I think that joke would have made my special better, Maybe it would have gotten me in trouble with PETA. Maybe someone would have heard that and decided to actually kick their dog. Maybe someone who doesn't know I'm being uh, sarcastic or ironic or whatever mm. could walk into the room when someone's watching that special and go, that would be fun to kick a dog and then ki- like maybe a child. So maybe I prevented animals from not being injured by not doing that joke. Like I, I thought of, I go, why didn't I do it? And it's like, okay, because maybe something, you know, why did I miss that flight? Oh, I'm so mad I missed that flight. Maybe you would have been in a car accident had you gotten to the airport earlier and, you know, someone, you don't know what you dodged by being late for that yeah. flight. So I did a lot of those things to get me past the regret. But then, I don't know, I just went down a shame spiral on um, on Instagram last night. I was like, I got home. My fucking apartment is a goddamn mess. I hadn't even unpacked from two weeks ago traveling and because last week was just all about my special and I was home just working on it and I just got home and was so depressed and then I saw like uh, something on Instagram that I compared myself to and then I just went into this comparison and disparison uh, wormhole mm. of just like, I why can't I be more like this this comic? I'm such a failure. He's so much funnier than I am. Like, he is able to be clean. He's selling out all these shows. Like, why can't I be, I'm not, I'm a fraud. And then I started going, I went insane. And then um, I was feeling so sad. I was just like waiting for 10 o'clock to come around because I was like, when it's 10 o'clock, I can go to sleep and not feel bad about it. I cleaned my room. I put away things. I organized, but I was just, I couldn't shake the sadness. And then I reached out to some friends who like talked me off the ledge a little bit. And, um, And I was just like, 
why can't, you know, I, I sometimes get mad at you, not mad at you, but it seems like I'm getting mad at you because I am projecting that I'm so, why can't I post my standup? Like why I have literally done, this is my sixth comedy special. Uh, and I've done, you know, five tonight show appearances, four, or, you know, one standup on Conan, one on Seth. I've, I've have so much TV great footage of me doing stand up mm-hmm. at my elite level yet i don't i can't post a single fucking clip from any of it on my instagram and but i can but i can gladly post me playing guitar which is i'm terrible at Why don't you post it on tiktok and don't ever even look at it don't even have an, a, a password to it it's it's it goes deeper than that i don't know what's wrong with me it's be, it's not about me seeing the comments it's about if I draw attention to it, it was like the same day that the, that old age app came out where women were, where people put their faces in that old age app and it made you look old. And then you could see the future. You would see the truth of what was going to happen to your face because mm. it was really good. I wanted to be silent on Instagram that day because I didn't want to remind anyone that I existed so that they wouldn't see me as old or put me in that app or like I didn't want someone to run my face through it to show me. And I feel like when I post my stand up, it reminds people to look closer at it and see that it's not as good as it Do you feel be. like that it makes you feel old because it's from no. the past? No, 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 no. That, do- that doesn't bother me at all. It makes me, if anything, I, I wish it were older so that it could be like, I'm so much better than this now. Um, I just, Do you think it has something to do with like an imposter syndrome yes. type of thing? I just feel like if I saw my, and I'm not, I'm wrong, by the way, because I know I'm talented. I think my fans are smart who like me. I know that the, there are jokes I do that I'm very proud of. But I do have this sense that if I came across my stand-up as my – if I was watched my stand-up, I would be like, she's not as good as people think she is. And she's really tricking a lot of people. And I, Because I know I think that way about a lot of comedians yeah. that everyone loves. And I secretly know they suck. And they're not that good, and they're charlatans, and they're performing magic tricks, which in and of itself is an impressive thing to like be able to fake like you're good and convince people you're good when you're not. I do think that I unintentionally do that, and I'm scared that I'm not scared about the general public thinking I suck. I'm scared about that one person that's like that that thinks the same way I do. I don't know, but yeah, but you know this is crazy. I don't. You do, and so I am going to start my. The guy I'm seeing was like, I think you have like a it's a similar thing to like a lot of athletes go to psychologists like Lewis. He was talking about Lewis Hamilton, the F1 racer. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he has a team of psychologists to help him perform as good as he can in his sport by getting him past those hurdles of like self-defeat and self-doubt so that he can be perfect out there and clear minded and he was like, maybe you should look into seeing a sports psychologist. And I remembered that Neil Brennan had sent me this book called like the 15 second, the 10 second something. I don't even know what it was. But it was about, it was mainly athletes and what they do to prepare for a game. You run through what could happen mm-hmm. in real time in your brain. And for some, I don't know what the method was, but I just remember reading it being like, I'm not an athlete though. This can't fucking help me. And then it was like, wait, it's the same in a lot of ways. And so... I looked up sports uh, psychologists. And so if anyone out there knows a good sports psychologist, will you DM me and um, recommend them to me? Because I'm looking for one to get past this 
If you look at my Instagram, you will not see but it's one stand-up clip. And that is what I do. That's my know, thing I'm th- main known for. And it's not because I don't have them. No. I, I literally pay $3,000 a month for a company to make me stand-up clips that I'm sitting on. I know. But the sports psychologist thing, you perform fine. You're fine. with. No, it's not performance. I it's know. Ba- that's what but- I'm saying. But I don't feel like so many like athletes are afraid of like putting up like a good s- game, even right. if they like... Hit a home run, but it's like not a it's good home run. Though. Self-doubt stops. Yes, I mean, I it all is a root of self-doubt. And guess what? Me posting clips is performance, is a part of it. Like, I I cannot do it for some reason. And it just doesn't make sense. Like, it really dawned on me the other day. Like, this is what I'm mostly known for, yet I can't ever. And when I ever promote stand-up, it's always like, I'm coming to this town. Here's a picture of me doing it. Don't. And that's why I like stand-up. Do you know why? Because you do it. And then it lives, it's just in that moment, no one recorded it, no one can assess it, no one can go back. It's almost like it, there's not a record of it. And that's why I yeah. honestly hate stand-up being taped because it's it's something that's supposed to be in the moment and I don't want people to be able to go back. Because when I go back and listen to my sets, they're always worse than the moment I lived them. I might go like, oh my God, I fucking killed in that moment. That was such a great flowing moment on stage. And then I go back and listen to it and I'm like, Oh my fucking I mean, god, that was terrible. The answer is I'm in treating, denial. Is treating like stand up, even though you work harder at it, whatever. Like it's I like a podcast. Though. No, but my point but that's is that's why I do four podcasts. This brings us back. No, I know, I know. But listen, like in sports, people that are great will go, dude. How do you feel about doing them? Like, there's four majors in golf, right? And people are like, the best players are like, how do you deal with the major versus this? They go, they're all the same tournament. Yeah. The major is no different. Just well, like stand-up stand is no up different. Too, though. Andrew, I do treat it that way. Like, I, yeah, I prepare a little bit more, but like I I have, it, I do treat it all the same. Like I don't put but up a clip. But not after the fact, I'm saying. You don't put up a clip, but you'll put up a clip of F-Boy of doing like some yes. one line thing. Yeah. Because, because why? There's a book, there's a great book that I recommend. It's called A Champion's Mind. And it, and it's a book that um, gets the perspective of all of these like Olympic athletes. Oh wait, NBA, yeah. All that. Um, so I, th- you know, you're doing like you're an athlete, like a top-rated athlete. Like your game is on point. But there's also besides the physical training, there's also mental training. And you know, f- for the level that you are a professional, you have to have that level of mental training. And I think what you're onto is really, really good studying with like a sports psychologist. Um, yeah, like a, a sports psychologist is going to be. Uh, I think it was an interesting. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I just got to check with them how I get out of seeing them eventually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, do we want to say you die in an accident playing that sport? Like, whatever <laughs> that is. A ski accident. You hit a tree. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Trying to catch a football. Sonny Bono. Wear a helmet skiing. Wear a helmet. Football game. has changed a lot of things in this. Oh my God! We get this it. week we are going to talk about so much more. We are going to talk about MGK. We are going to talk about Andrew playing football over Thanksgiving. We are going to talk about. Um, well, we have so much. Brenna and Andrew looking for an apartment. We're going to get into all of it this week. Very exciting Thank to be week. back. Thank you for um, being understanding of last week. I hope you had a good holiday. I can't wait to hear your fan thrax this week, and we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, don't be cut and Jack, Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? 
Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.